0: Hello, Sarah. How are you doing? Hi, Jen. I'm super excited to be here with you today on another episode of the Fruitful 15, where small changes in your daily habits can yield big results. Love it. (laughs) What are we talking about today?
1: So, Sarah, after our nature episode last time, which, by the way, I loved how you presented that, um we had mentioned we'd like to talk about how to get started with plant-based eating. So I thought you and I could talk through some tips and tricks today for people who are wanting to move in this direction. Yes,
0: I think this is a great topic because people can be really overwhelmed getting started. There's so much information out there. There are so many resources. There feels like there are a lot of rules and regulations
1: and I think we can actually make it pretty simple. I agree with you. So when we get started talking about how to make these kinds of changes, there is one thing that I think you and I have become aware of as health coaches, and that there's kind of two distinct types of personalities. So there is the all or nothing, I'm in 100% or not in at all. And then there's the step by step, let's take some baby steps and eventually, you know, get to where we want to be. And you know, most people are in the latter category. Most people prefer gradual changes, subbing in here and there, and eventually over time make big changes. But there are some people who are in the all or nothing camp, right? Yes,
0: me. I'm in the all or nothing camp. but <laughs> And I also think there's a third category of people who think they're all or nothings but are actually yeah. small changes people or vice versa, <laughs> but just haven't accepted that they're the other type.
1: I love that. All right. So three categories of people. And actually, um, the tips we're going to talk about today are more geared toward people who like to do progressive small changes. But 100%, you could still use these all at one time if you want to be in the I'm all in camp, right? For sure. For sure. All right. Good stuff. So the first tip that, and these are things that have been studied. And we actually know that this is a good way for people to go about making these kinds of food changes. Um, So the first tip we always say is just to identify some things already that you're eating that are plant-based. So people are sometimes surprised to see how many like meals and snacks they already eat that are plant-based. So like spaghetti with marinara or peanut butter and jelly sandwich, um, hummus and veggies, You know these things are already plant-based. Any others that you're thinking about, Sarah? Um, no, I mean, just your standard,
0: um, kind of dinner usually includes some sort of side, sometimes there's a side salad or a side vegetable. So there's some opportunity there to tap into like that's plant-based, you know?
1: Yes. Yep. And you can just maximize, you know, for some people too, this is, uh, it's, it's a good time to just start maximizing how many vegetables you're eating. So if you normally just have like a tiny side of vegetable, you know maybe do two or three times the vegetable and like reduce you know the meat into half or you know a quarter of what you normally do just to start plating things a little differently where the veggies become more of the the center and the meat becomes the sideshow right i love so that's one way Mm -hmm. yeah that's one way people can like sort of ease into this um the second thing we would normally suggest would be then to think about some easy substitutions so like if you normally have taco tuesday think about and you normally have meat tacos think about having bean tacos on tuesday um or or any day of the week like (laughs) um or like if you have chili like it's easy to make a bean chili and if you miss kind of the texture of meat like lentils and cooked quinoa like those can really they can have that kind of chewiness that meat usually has like there's really good subs that are things other than just like, you know, kidney beans. Um, so No I salt say, to the
0: kidney beans. We love kidney beans.
1: <laughs> totally. Yes. Um, and then another thing would be like, for example, um, we mentioned like spaghetti and meatballs could become like spaghetti with marinara sauce. And, you know, you can add vegetables into your marinara just to make it a little more interesting. So something to, to think about in terms of some substitutions. Any other easy substitutions, Sarah, that come to mind?
0: I just want to acknowledge that when I went plant-based or have returned to being plant-based, I'm sometimes very intimidated by things like tofu and tempeh, I want to say. yeah, I always say it wrong. Um, and now I'm not as timid around those substitutes, but it just can feel a little intimidating at first, but you can start with quote unquote easier things like beans, lentils. And if you're intimidated by cooking those things, you know, it's okay to use canned beans, obviously rinse them and it's okay to use, there are great lentils that come in a package that you can microwave. Just look out at this, you know, the salt content and for
1: other additions that might not make it as whole foods. Great points. I love that. Do you have any favorite websites you go to when you're trying to figure out how to cook new things like you you mentioned the tofu is a bit intimidating. Anything that like you found that's really helpful? Forks over knives is really helpful. We can put that in yeah. our show notes. Um, that's a
0: good resource. Um, and then I have like favorite blogs I go to um, trying to think off the top of my head which ones I love the most. But Forks Over Knives is the one that's coming up over and over in my mind for that go-to.
1: Yes, yeah, they're super, just a wonderful resource for learning how to cook tofu and different things you can do with tofu. Right, So yeah. Yes, love. All right, and then third step that we usually talk about would be adding some new items. So going online and looking around Maybe there's something you've always wanted to try and incorporating that into your daily routine. Anything new that you've tried recently, Sarah, since you've returned to the uh, the plant the plant life?
0: Yeah. Actually, there is a, g- a great website that I went to. It's called Running on Real Food. Yes. Have you checked that out? I love that website. I love that site. Yeah. Yes. And there's actually a seven-day plant-based um, meal plan. Then I went ahead and downloaded that and... and we're not affiliated with running on real food, but I downloaded that because I just, I wanted someone to just basically give me a a template that I could start with. And every recipe that I've made in there has been delicious and easy. Um, You know, on Tuesday I made a barbecue tofu bowl with um, tofu with barbecue sauce, broccoli and brown rice. Super simple, super nourishing, really tasty. Loved
1: it. I am getting hungry just hearing about your barbecue bowl. (laughs) Sounds delish. And we'll link to that website too. So people Mm -hmm. have that as a resource. Great. And then, so that's usually the three steps that we talk about. Um, And then I would like to add a bonus step. So one thing that I have found is that it's easy to make things even healthier just by throwing some dark leafy greens Um, on whatever you're eating. So you have a barbecue bowl, just throw, you know, a handful of your favorite dark leafy green. Um, I've gotten really into like arugula and kale, but I know that sometimes those are maybe not everyone's top (laughs) dark leafy green, but any dark leafy green is great. So if you want to do spinach, that's 100% great. Um, And add that. So if you're eating like a plant-based pizza, like throw a a handful of dark leafy greens on it. So um, I would just, encourage people to get more dark leafy greens because we know that those help um, open up the, the the little tiny lining inside of our arteries called the endothelium. And that keeps that endothelium healthy and nourished when we're eating dark leafy greens as much as possible. Anything to add to that, Sarah?
0: Um, I love these. And I think it's helpful to have a visual
1: in your mind
0: of and this visual actually credit to the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. At one end of the spectrum is like the green foods, right, which would be your whole food, plant-based foods. And then at the other end of the spectrum are the red foods, which are the foods that make us not as healthy, right? We all we know who right. they are. And you don't have to, as you've mentioned, be all the way over into the green all the time, all your life. You know, you can take those small steps to move yourself toward the green. Sometimes you'll go back a little bit. Sometimes you'll go forward a bunch. And it's okay to land yourself on that spectrum as you learn how to eat this way.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you for mentioning that. And we should clarify too, when, we, when we're talking about yellow, green, and red foods that we mean um, like on a stoplight, like yes. green light would be the foods that you want to eat more of, only because I just brought up eating green leafies and I don't want people to think that we don't want them to eat foods that are red in appearance. No it's, apples. It's more we have- No apples ever. No, apples are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> apples really are something that we should try to eat every day for sure. Um, they've got those wonderful phytonutrients in them. Mm-hmm. They really, one a day really can keep the PA away. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so when we're talking about, you know, red and green foods, we mean red foods would be like things that you never really want to eat. Um, I mean, maybe you do want to eat them, but we shouldn't eat them. So like deep fried foods, right, that would be something in the red category, we really should try to minimize, not, not necessarily never eat, but minimize how much we eat them. And then yellow foods would be sort of in between, like maybe a highly processed um, plant-based food, so you know like um, beyond burger, mm-hmm. for example. actually, I saw that Beyond recently has has made their burgers quite a bit healthier. so maybe Beyond isn't even in that category. but um, mm. but some of the like highly processed um, plant-based foods could be a yellow and then the green would be more the the things that we should be eating every day, such as dark leafy you know, greens, Dark leafy greens in your barbecue. Bowl. like those are those are great foods to be in the, in the green category
0: yeah and um, two other things that I wanted to say are sometimes when you get started with plant-based your gut has to sort of adjust to that difference in the food so there may be some disturbances in the force so <laughs> be gentle with yourself go slow stay hydrated um, and consult your medical provider about other ways that you can help that transition Um, And then the other thing is to have a mindset of experimentation, like you're not trying to be plant-based and failing, you're trying, you're experimenting, you're gathering data about how it makes you feel and the way that it works in your life, and then you're making adjustments based on that data.
1: Spoken like the perfect coach that you are. Yes, (laughs) that is so key, and not to like, you know, give up or just throw in the towel if you know, we backslide and, and eat some donuts. (laughs) Life, life goes on and we get up and we do better next time. Yes, I
0: 100% agree with that. These are great tips. Good. Anything else you want to add to those? I don't think so. I think that's a great place to get started. And I think our intention is for it to be really super simple. And we that one of the issues I think is sometimes it can feel really overcomplicated to get started and we want it to be very accessible for our audience.
1: So we hope that that we have achieved that. Yes. Yes. So Sarah, speaking of achievements, (laughs) that's my attempt at a a segue. (laughs) We achieved the segue. We achieved it. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about The future of the Fruitful 15. Yes, let's discuss. We've had such a blast and
0: we were looking and we've created more episodes than we thought we ever would. And it's been a really fun, actually, three-year journey now. Yes. Yeah. So we're just grateful that we've had this time and um, time together and had this audience and been able to spread the word about lifestyle medicine and plant-based eating And we are super busy being awesome right now. Right, Jen? (laughs) Uh, Yes. I love
1: how you, I love how you said that.
0: No, And yeah. Yeah. And because we're so super busy being awesome, (laughs) we might pause for a little bit on being awesome
1: here. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yes. So for now we're going to put fruitful 15 on hiatus. Um, And we don't have firm plans to return just yet, but who knows, we might be back in the future. But Sarah, you have just been the best podcast partner I could have ever imagined. I had so much fun doing this with you, and I'm so excited for the next steps in your life. Sarah is finishing up her doctorate right now. She is doing amazing things. And so thank you for doing this with me. It has just, it has been a wonderful experience. Well, I cannot say enough how
0: awesome it's been, how good of a friend you've been to me, and just a great podcasting partner through all of the ups and downs, and exploring Japan, which is like a little <laughs> inside joke there for us. Um, and I'm really proud of the leadership that you've shown in lifestyle medicine space, and just being a PA, like just a, a true visionary in our field. And I appreciate.
1: Just spending this time with you. Oh, same, same. And just for our our listeners, um, because we have amazing listeners too, we should say so grateful to our friends and our family and even our patients who have tuned in. It's been awesome. Um, So when we first started podcasting, Sarah and I did not have any experience in the podcasting field. Like we just, all we knew is that we liked podcasts because we listened to them, but we had never done one before. And so um, there were a few times when we got really stuck. And so we would say, we feel like we're in Japan, and we don't have a passport, and we don't speak the language, and we are stuck. yes, we, <laughs> yes. There's, not, there's not any figuring out what's going on. Um, but, you know, what we found is that we could outsource things. And, you know, Stephen Barnett has been a huge help to us. He's been doing our editing and our posting. He's amazing. So if anyone needs a podcast editor. Um, He is wonderful.
0: So good. And we've had the amazing artwork from Emily Lewis for our our podcast cover. And Reason for Worry um, did our music, which is phenomenal. So we have had many partners who have helped us to make this happen. And then just the force of our will. And if you really want to do something, you will figure out how
1: to do it. And we have done
0: that. So I'm really proud yeah. of us.
1: Oh, me too. And I think that's a great line to close on. I think so too. So I'll yes. see you
0: soon, Jen. And we'll see, we'll see or listen or hear or talk to you soon, audience.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. Bye. All right, bye everyone.